0: So hi, how are you doing today? So we continue with our book today. Daddy loves his girls, by Bishop T D Jix. And today I'm going to do three chapters, like chapter six, chapter seven, and chapter eight together. Because one is because they are around the same topic, and two, it's because I won't be available to do uh, this for the next two days. So I thought why not just encompass all of them together and just ensure that you guys get something to think through until we resume on chapter nine on tuesday yeah so um chapter six talks about daughterhood motherhood and beyond so this chapter is a very interesting one yeah so it talks about how as women we experience changes over life like first off you're a young girl and then before you know it you're in you're in high school before you know it depending on what um country you are in i don't know a state and then before you know it you're in, you're in college or university and before you know it you're either working somewhere employed or some something and then maybe you get a special somebody and then you're now married you, you know and then you're now uh, soon enough you are a wife you are a mother and you experience changes as you go into that journey of Trying to figure out motherhood and all the everything that comes around with it, and so in this uh, chapter it's called daughterhood, motherhood, and beyond. As women, we encounter different stages in life and different different seasons, and all of them come with changes. And so Bishop is just telling us that life will bring many changes, and if you are going to thrive in life, you must be liquid enough to flow with change and sometimes we find ourselves resisting change because we want to hold on to an to an idea of us maybe to how our body looked at a particular stage you know like those things um we don't want to embrace the differences and the beauty that comes with um with change and so um he reminds us to um, let yesterday go like be a kind of person that it's not it may not be easy but by the help of god be the kind of person who, like, um, masters the art of letting go of things and things that don't serve you. Sorry, and perceptions that don't serve you in a particular season to understand times and seasons. And for all the all the all will face all the changes, he, he recommends Jesus. And I do like recommend him highly, highly. And so, um, so as he says, as we get into motherhood, most women get lost, you know. In, in in the case that their life surrounds their, their children and they let go of who they are, like they lose their individuality. And so he reminds us as women in this chapter to focus on our interests as well, like find a balance where you don't lose your personhood, you don't lose yourself. <clears throat> and where um, like children we are, children don't belong to us, they belong to God. And they are, we are just like stewards uh, as mothers you become stewards over your children's life. So, just like... He's just trying to tell us that as we, as we go into life, we experience changes. And as we become moms, you know, it's like the bond um, is so strong between a mother and the child. And he explains that many women... He's seen many women lose themselves because now their lives are just surrounded around about their husband and their children. It's not, it's not bad to have concern and to show love to your family, but also... Don't lose yourself in the process because even as parents steward children, it gets to a point where the children go out of the nest and you you become an empty nester. And in this season, then you come to realize that, oh, my life was on pause all this while. And that's why sometimes moms will struggle with letting go of their children because they want to um, continue maintaining control over their children. And that, that bars their development because... They're not able to be independent because they are solely and so um like it's like they're kind of caged and like you cover them up um, as as a mother hen because if if you have the good you have good um, interest for them and you have um, you care about them but don't be a martyr to the point where you forget yourself to a fault because you're trying so much to um, live your life around your kids so. It's just like and I know many moms. I've had many moms sing the experience, mom guilt when they choose themselves and they choose to go to a for a spa date, for vacation and all that. But um, I think I was listening in to God bless her soul, um, Lois Evans, Doctor Lois Evans, the late wife to to uh, the mom to Priscilla Shira, If you know, if you know her, a powerful woman of God, she was saying that when she got into ministry, um, she was and she was a wife, she was a mother. She was trying to do everything to ensure everything, everyone else is okay but herself, and it is so ingrained in us as women to be nurturers, which I'm, I think I'm going into the next chapter so fast, let me finish this one Kwanzaa, and so um avoid the temptation to attack the people who are part of your child, of your children's adult life, and so if you don't know how to Let go and let the children bud and just spring up and uh, go forth into their lives, into their destinies. You might find yourself trying to take control of your children, even when they're in their own houses, you understand? And I think um, for me, it has just made me think upon my life. Like I would love to be a mom sometime. And so like that, I will need to know how to um, maintain my individuality as a person even within the context of motherhood and of marriage and that there will be things that will come up changes including maybe now moving from your parents home to your to where you're married and now you have to embrace a new family you understand and it has to be begin with you thinking about like being able to process it in your mind and allowing and embracing change because um, there are many things that would come if we don't embrace change because you still want to like go back to your home when things get kind of rough and all that. And we have to be, like, he was saying that marriage is for mature people. Marriage is not for children. Marriage is for a mature man and a mature woman who are ready and committed to step into this thing. Because I think I've been thinking about about marriage because it's something I would like to walk into for a a while. And um, what stepped out for me is that uh, back then, if I was like, God, thank you i wasn't married back then because I, i'm not sure i wasn't ready to let go of some things and you know it means leaving your parents home it means uh choosing to live with somebody it's a lot it means choosing to love to live with somebody who has been raised differently has different beliefs and okay you have the same value systems because you have to check on that but someone who's been raised differently you're going into a new family with new people you have to learn how to um, talk to them and like associate with them, you know, and um it's so heavy let me tell you i sometimes I take about I'm like here, yeah? you know, um it means that you are now moving from your home completely into to meet to go be with your husband, and the Bible says living and cleaving. I think sometimes as you when you're younger, you'd see marriage as a joke, but as you grow older, you see the weight that comes and the responsibility that comes with marriage, and this means. You leaving your home, choosing to live the rest of your life with somebody that you care about. And now their family becomes your family, you know? And now you have, you, you're in that family, you will bring forth children. Yeah, both of you, fourth children. You are going to now parent together, raise children together, uh, pay bills together. You know, it's... Um, I understand sometimes when people feel a bit scared, but when you are when God ha- when God has pre- like God prepares you for these changes, and in every level there's something that comes with it, a responsibility that comes with it. And sometimes we are so lost in the glam and the nice, nice to feelings and things. It's good to feel all that, but looking at things from a mature perspective to know the weight that comes with uh, changes in life, and so even for motherhood you know your body will change everything will change and you have to be willing to accept such things because i think such things should be what we think about as we step into this beautiful thing called marriage and be in motherhood and sometimes we find women trying to hold on to how they look like um because the world has told you that you need to look a particular way when you carry a blessing i usually tell some people in my life are like oh my body has i'm like let me tell you you carried life you brought like you brought a beautiful baby to us into this world. And it was so it was certain that your body will have some changes. And because you carried a beautiful thing. And Bishop says that our bodies will change as women. And sometimes we are so fixated on the after the parents. We should take care of ourselves, but don't be so uh fixated on how you think you should look. You know? Take care of yourself, but um, carrying life is a gift. It's like he was saying that he can't even wrap his mind around how the body of a woman is formed and how we are so divine and so intricately woven by God and amazing. Because you know, human beings we express <coughs> we express God. I was listening to someone yesterday, Pastor George Masharia, and um, he was saying about like how when you look at a human, when you look at a cat. I really laughed about this. When you look at a cat, it ends there. But when you look at human beings, you ever like he was saying that you ever been in, in love with somebody and you can't you just can't get enough of them. Like you've been with them even for twenty years, but you're like mm, still something here, you know. And so he was saying that human beings, we are made in the image of God, and we are just. Um, cannot be expressed, explained in, um, in simple terms because that's why you're always in awe of people every single day. You're like, mm, and today you look different because you know God. It eh? keeps on judging up things. Let me stop it there. And so, even as you beca- even as you're looking forward to becoming a mother, to becoming a wife, there are changes. And sometimes you walk into you walk into places thinking that, with a perception in mind of how things should be but let go of what you think things should be to embrace what God has said and God wants for things to be. So as, as moms um, the, and, and as, as daughters, we'll have many changes in life. We will go through many things, but um, don't lose yourself and don't be... And even as you receive this beautiful gift of children, remember they are not yours. They belong to God. We are just back stewards. That is chapter 6. Chapter 7. Some things are nurtured, some things are needed. And the, the, the second one is N-E-U-T-E-R-E-D. And it means like, you cu- it's cut off, it's made ineffective, the second one, but now some things are nurtured. And by nature, woman, women, we, we, we women are nurturers. We are, we like to nurture. And uh, he says that many women are such nurturers that they find it difficult to let go, even when they must. Like you know, it's inborn in us to want to, you know, change and spice up someone's life. Like they will cause us, help us for why it's that. Yes, and intricately we are born with the need to want to take care, yeah, to take care of somebody, to attend to, to cater for. And sometimes we might find ourselves taking care of things that we need to cut off because our gift it's our gift, but the enemy would want to, you know. He often uses what is <coughs> sorry what is wrong to um what, what God intended for good, he wants to turn it out for, for evil. And so we need to be very cognizant of the idea that we are nurturers and we should not be we should not nurture things that are supposed to be needed. And so for that particular chapter he was just saying that we need to be careful of what we nurture. Yeah, relationships, friendships, um um passions that we should not be paying attention to. We need to be careful what we nurture and like guard that gift that you have from God jealously. Chapter 8. Um it's it reads, An enemy has done this. And let me just read for you like a verse that he highlighted within chapter eight. Give me a second, I'm just opening, flipping the pages. Okay, um, it is from the book of Matthew 13, 28 It says, <clears throat> So the servant of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence has ha- then hath it has a K T V. He said unto them, an enemy has done this. And so, he was saying that sometimes we are... Uh, you know how, like... The parable is this of the good, yeah, of the sower. and he spread seed on various grounds, right? And in some ground, the enemy came and, like, either bad ate the enemy came and did some stuff on that. And while you are doing good, there are some things that are undealt with. And so, in this chapter, sorry, he is just telling us that we need to confront issues that we have as women, like that stem from either how we relate with our with our parents from our childhood yeah and be able to heal through so that we don't you know you can't sprout with so much weeds within like a farm will not do well if there's so many weeds need to be cleared out I don't know if that, that, that's what they call kupalilia let me, not, let me not go there because I don't know anything about those and so um, but sometimes we we need to just uproot the weeds. yeah we need to uproot the weeds, this could involve therapy, this could involve um, prayer, talking to a friend and just expressing your hearts and letting go of things that you at a personal level don't need to harbor. Sometimes it's okay to cut off things and people, but we need to check in ourselves what we need to cut off in our lives. Could be character, could be um, how we show up, these things that we do that don't glorify the name of God as women. And be accountable, be responsible, and like on your failures, on your mistakes, and be uh, bold enough to own that, yes, here I, I, I was wrong here, here and there. But allowing God into those spaces, and sometimes it had nothing to do with, maybe someone did something to you, to forgive and to not forgive in your own strength, but to allow God into those spaces to help you. And so He says that we should we should cut off things that limit us, and to cut to nurture is to leave the issue important. Like just do away with it. So what do you need to let go of that you have nurtured within self? So you could have nurtured wrong perceptions. You could have nurtured. Um, just like many things that could be affecting you as a person and you have to live in self-awareness and you have to let him go into those spaces of you and allow him to show you what's healthy and what's nice and I love that after after chapter 8 there's a prayer that he he did here, let me just read it to you, you can repeat it after me if you would, I know you would want to so let's go um, help us to realize that we often contribute to our own storms Father, we keep alive things that sh- that should be released, and we release many things that should that you wanted us to keep. You wanted us to keep alive. We repent for our lack of trust and faith, and more importantly, we make a commitment to capitalize on these times and experiences that have caused so much pain. Oh, dear Lord, we thank you for letting us be alive to whisper this humble prayer. There is no doubt that if you have not, you had not washed over us. You will not be here. So thank you, Father, for giving each of us another chance armed with these experiences and your presence. I am sure I will be fine in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so I also pray with you guys before I close this chapters that we have done today. So let's believe and pray. As Jehovah God, we come before you this morning, we say thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of wisdom, for the gift of knowledge, understanding your love, enjoy your peace of our lives, oh Jehovah God. And this day, I just come before you on behalf of all women, we come before you together that you would um, search us and that you would bless us, because Jehovah God, that you would teach us to embrace the changes that come with life and embrace that our beauty um is forever and it's not only on the external, but I wish we should have a beauty that also runs deep from within and then pours out from the from our abundance, Jehovah God. That we will be sensitive to embrace the times and the seasons that come with life, Jehovah God, and that we would live in the fullness of you, and that God, the gift, beautiful gift of being natural that you have given unto us, that you will give us wisdom to steward that, Abba Father, that we will um, steward and nurture things that are of you and nature things that you do not want us to nurture. And Jehovah God, that you give us um, grace uh, to also check within ourselves as individuals and to allow you into the spaces of our lives that need to be taken care of and all that trauma and hurt and all those things that we have gone through jehovah god and god we invite your light to step into those dark places and just heal us restore us redeem us and god help us even through every stage of life as we transition through life That we will be anchored and rooted in our identity in you Jehovah God and that even as we step into various seasons in our lives to give us wisdom to operate in those seasons and the grace and the strength to embrace each season um for the honor and the glory of your mighty name with so much love with so much wisdom knowledge understanding so with so much grace huh and just to um live our lives to honor and to glorify your holy name receive our praise Glory, honor, and adoration this morning. Please, in Jesus' name, that we do pray, believing, Amen. Well, um, thank you so much for listening this far. I don't take it for granted if you're with me on this journey. And um, sorry, I have a call. Let's continue um, on Tuesday. Um, oh, spicy topic, right there. Why women war against each other? Mm, I'm sure you, you would not want to miss to, to miss out on that. So, see you again on Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesday, I have covered. Three chapters for the next couple of days. I won't be. I won't be able to do them. Um, God richly bless you, and God loves you, and do I love you with the love of God. Have a blessed day. and God loves you. Bye.